0: Hey everybody, welcome in to this week's episode of the Building Teams with Teams & Co. podcast. My name is Mike vagalis and we're so thrilled to have you riding with us this week like every week and just wanted to give you a quick update we're actually taking a break from the podcast season two has been just amazing it has exceeded our expectations in every way and we're just so grateful to have you riding with us from the listeners to the unbelievable podcast guests that we've had like i say it has just exceeded our expectations and i cannot wait to share with you some of the guests that we'll be having and the conversations that we're looking forward to for season three in the meantime we will be re-releasing some of our favorite podcasts that we've had from this past season and it has been a really difficult exercise selecting which episodes to relaunch because we've had so many tremendous conversations. That being said, we'd encourage you to check out the Teams & Co channel on YouTube. Uh, we'll include a link for that in the show notes on this podcast. And while you're there, be sure to hit us with a subscribe, with a like, and to comment on the channel. We, we read those and we, we love seeing the response from this community. With that, I hope that you enjoy today's podcast. We'll see you soon. Make sure you stay tuned for our release date for season three.
1: Let's hear about the wonderful people that support this podcast.
0: Hey guys, got to tell you about a friend of the show, Michelle Trotts and her accounting and consulting team. Are you spending more time managing your accounting than you are managing your team? Maybe it's time to bring on a professional to help you. Michelle's team of CPAs and certified fraud examiners specialize in contract accounting, outsourced CFO, and consulting services, giving you the time that you need to focus on operating your organization. Give Michelle a call today to schedule your free consultation at 828-280-2530. Again, that's 828-280-2530. You don't have to run your organization alone. Michelle Trotz is your partner in accounting.
1: Welcome to Building Teams with Teams & Co. where we explore how leaders can empower their teams, achieve ambitious strategies, and deliver an exceptional customer experience. Views expressed by guests are their own and may not reflect the views of Teams & Co. Mention of particular products or services and participation of a guest does not imply an endorsement by Teams & Co. The information provided is for educational and entertainment purposes and should not be taken as professional advice.
2: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Building Teams with Teams and Co. Today, we're here with Gerard Staten, the executive director of Helios. Helios is based in Durham, North Carolina, and their mission is to help small businesses and necessity driven entrepreneurs with coaching and training to not only build their business so they can earn a living wage, but also pay a living wage. Gerard, thanks for being a part of our show today.
3: Oh, Tracy, I'm very excited about this. I've been looking forward to this for weeks.
2: <laughs> well, we are very excited to have you. I've been interviewing leaders from across the uh from across the country and uh Gerard and I have gone uh, I I won't say way back, but I've been in uh, North Carolina here for a little while and uh have had the pleasure of meeting Gerard through various volunteer opportunities and actually serve as a volunteer mentor for Helios. So, we've gotten to know each other well and I I just love the mission of Helios. And so maybe you could just kind of start off by telling us a little bit about your experience, but also how Helios got started and what you all aim to achieve each day.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We got started about five years ago, officially. Um, We probably were running about a year before that when I was at North Carolina Central University uh, in their business school. And it started because of a number of things. So sort of to go way back, oh, when I was a child, it started because of a couple of things that all happened really close together outside of when i was a kid so when i was a kid i started as an entrepreneur because i needed to and that tends to be the group of people that we help the most my school got rezoned and i ended up going to a much better school than i normally would have and one that we couldn't really afford very well uh, so to fit in i started selling candy to students and Actually, ended up buying a car with some of that money when I actually turned sixteen. I used it for clothes and and just sort of to fit in a little bit. And that would have probably been the end of it. Uh, I know people have heard me tell the story a number of times. Uh, The only way that that worked is because when I would inevitably get into trouble, my vice principal when I was in middle school would say, "Yeah, you got to charge these rich kids more." And I just I of course wouldn't do it. I was selling blow pops that I would buy for 10 cents. I was selling them for a quarter and thinking people were insane to pay a quarter for something they could just go to the store and get. Um, but he kept telling me to raise my prices and I did. And by the time I got into high school, I was selling 10 cent blow pops for $1.50 unless there was an exam. And then I'd sell them for two fifty, Uh, And people were, were buying them. That probably would have been the end until I got into business school and, uh, and two things happened really quickly. One, uh, I had started a, business, a pet sitting business that was doing all right, but it wasn't doing great and I couldn't find anyone to give me any help. On the other hand, I knew people who were starting businesses and they were able to talk to their mothers and uncles and you know family members who'd started businesses and they got all this free advice and I did not have that um, and I ended up going to business school to help me with that and so going through that myself was a big part of it but then I started working with an organization who was a great organization with uh, Blackstone Entrepreneurs Network and they were great and I was an intern for them and we got to do sort of a Shark Tank style interview with small businesses and we would refer them to these entrepreneurs and residents who were these amazing entrepreneurs that you know opened and and closed many huge businesses but the people that we turned away were folks who were not going to hire 100 people or they weren't going to grow incredibly fast and so we turned away what i thought were these amazing businesses that were going to support families and hire five to ten people and i knew for for a fact that some of those businesses just shut down. They didn't get through our program, and so there was no one else to turn to, and now that business doesn't exist, and and that was heartbreaking for me. So Helios was an answer to that, uh, helping people that were not high tech, high growth, but more importantly, helping people who didn't have a lot of money to hire an expensive $500 an hour business consultant to help them out.
2: No, it makes sense and i I think kind of being familiar with the program your story resonates with me because i i have come from a family of entrepreneurs who were also kind of would fall under that necessity driven right um i grew up in a a small town in long island and a lot of my you know extended family had you know very small mom-and-pop type businesses that you know drove the growth of our community right they were the local deli or they were a landscaping business or you know, you name it. There was all these, you know, small businesses within our community that drove not only the subsistence and living for families, but really were the fabric of our community. And as I've gone through business school and and now have my own consulting business, you start to be more familiar with the kind of what I call the unicorn, you know, startups. You hear those big startups, the tech companies that are uh, growing quickly and scaling quickly. And you know, it's really. Amazing to see an organization like Helios supporting smaller businesses and those necessity driven entrepreneurs to have the resources That they need to be successful and I've been really impressed with the way you structure the program And so I have obviously a little bit of background in that in terms of the the 10-week program They start with and then the ongoing coaching and mentoring but maybe you could share with our listeners a little bit more about how the structure of the program supports these entrepreneurs
3: great no i'd love to we we've done some altering over the five years and we've settled on the way the program works based a lot on uh montessori training and so we do a flipped classroom style and it is uh originally it starts with the phase one which is this 10-week cohort model we give them the homework assignment first the last thing that we want and i'm sure the last thing students want is two hours of just me giving them a lecture uh, you know, on a principle of business this week. Uh, so instead we've put together a number of videos and handouts and they start doing their homework the week before. And then when we come into class, now it's just a discussion. So we talk about the things where they had trouble. We give them opportunities to brag about things that they are doing well. And probably the most important part of the whole cohort model is that they really learn from each other way more than they learned from me. Uh, you know every problem someone has come up with, someone else in the class has you know gone around and figured a way out of it and so it's it's been incredible to see that sort of thing happen. So that's the ten week model where we try to cram two years of business school <laughs> into uh that ten weeks and really uh you know joking aside what we're trying to do is give them the parts that they need, and then we All will right. spend the next year giving them the extra parts and so Uh, Phase two, uh, and this is one of the parts where you're a part of, uh, for phase two, we hook up all of our participants once they graduate with a coach, at least one coach from the community. And that coach is there to help them, one, connect with all of the other coaches. No one should be uh, working alone in this. But their real primary purpose is to be the catalyst to help remove whatever obstacles the entrepreneur has. So. You know We can help them with the general business stuff in that 10 weeks, but eventually they need some specialized help. And not all of it is incredibly technical, but some of it is. And the reason we do that is, is uh, there have been a number of studies that have shown that people need help outside of the original thing. I call it the HGTV syndrome. And I was a, a victim of this <laughs> where you learn this amazing lesson. And in my case, it was taking out half of a wall to put a bar in between the kitchen and the living room. Uh, And that's great as long as you follow the instructions and nothing goes wrong. Unfortunately, something went wrong for me. And that was that I found that uh, we had, instead of coming from the ground, we had uh, wires that were coming from the ceiling. Oh, I didn't know what to do about that. You know, that turned out to be, and I ended up having to spend a couple thousand dollars getting things rerouted and fixed. And that was not what I was considering. Business people go through this a lot. I think if we go through a business training program, we get motivated, we can do it, we get our business plan together and we start operating, something goes wrong and there is no one there to help. And so our program is meant to be there for the next year when anything we taught you, anything you picked up goes wrong. Uh, We try to hook you up with mentors from the community outside of our coaches because that's just as important we don't need to be your only help we don't want to be your only help we will try to facilitate as much help as you need and our goal is for at the end of that year get you earning and paying a fair living wage
2: all right that's awesome and it really resonates with me to hear your your story around kind of the cohort model right any one of us have been to business school know that that's a a major part of your learning right you get to learn from your peers but you also get that network where to this day, you know, I, I'm probably nine or 10 years out of my MBA at this point, and I still call my friends and say, hey, have you ever encountered something like this or like that? And it's nice to have those folks within your community that you can depend on. And, and I'm really impressed with the way that Helios builds that immediate community for them, but also the ongoing community. How do you hear your participants and the small businesses speak about that community and speak about how it helps them you know kind of navigate uh starting your own business which obviously is a a tumultuous and exciting process but to your point there's things that you know an, every day is a new day
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah it is it's incredibly stressful i i wouldn't give it up for anything but it is not let's not pretend that it is an easy thing um and yeah i we won't everyone do that. loves it no 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 it is it is incredibly difficult um But our small businesses really love not just being entrepreneurs, but I think the cohort and the people that they meet out in the community make it a lot easier and more palatable. And I think for a couple of reasons, and probably way more than I know. But I think one, most of our coaches are not, look, Elon Musk is not one of our coaches, right? And so I think that the people who come in and work with our small businesses come from a place where they, understand our small businesses and can also be a source of motivation right so they get to see people who started a business from the ground up without a million dollars of seed money and to see how successful that business is so that by itself is incredibly motivating i think it also is uh, it moves people from where their comfort zone is so we have some entrepreneurs who do great work but they do great work in their neighborhood and they don't know people outside of their neighborhood and so getting access to a coach or working with other businesses or mentors it actually gets them more exposure than they would have had before and increases their comfort level with that exposure i know for a long time i'm I'm also an oil painter and i only sold to my friends and now i get that most of my friends can't afford my artwork I can't afford my artwork. And, and that is okay. In fact, that is how, if you're trying to make money, how it should be probably right. So you're not trying to sell to your peers. You're hopefully getting out and reaching a much bigger market. And and our clients are able to do that now because of the exposure they get from their coaches.
2: Yeah. It, it strikes me. I, I think you do a few things really well. And, and we'll talk a little bit about how you build the Helios team because, uh, obviously not so secretly here at Teams and Co. We always love to hear about how people lead and and develop their teams within their organizations. But one of the things that I I think is also important is how you help these entrepreneurs and small businesses build their teams. And there's a lot of focus in terms of identifying the customer, defining value for the customer. These are things that we as Teams and Co. speak about with our clients all the time. They're those central pillars of any successful business, whether you're A small business a medium business a a multinational corporation you need to know who your customers are you need to find out what's valuable to them and you need to deliver that with a certain amount of excellence that they say yes i feel like this was worth it and i'm going to come back to repurchase another item and and i think that's really valuable for the mentors but to provide and also for the small businesses to to start to uh have the resources to help define and work through that in an iterative process. So it's not just a one-time workshop, but a longer-term process with you and your team and all of the mentors in the community to say, hey, you know, should I, should I change it a little bit here or update it a little bit there? And it, it seems like that longevity really provides a nice runway for these businesses to, yeah. to go through a few options.
3: Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. It is. It's intentionally long-term, high-touch. We we one. We want everyone to be a family, and I know that sounds sort of hokey sometimes, but that is the thing that I really saw that was different between the privileged and the not privileged. Right? It's not just access to capital. That's great, but really, what it is, it's access to information and an in and. It is through family members and, and close people that most privileged businesses get you know their their access and marketing and getting in um, and so if we can be that family, then what I see that can happen is that years from now, helios's family is massive, and you know if you come into the program today, you have someone that has gone through the program three or four years ago who will who remembers where you are coming from and and can give you a little bit more insight. That's,
1: it's super important for us for that. Becoming a first-time leader is tough. Fortunately, I found Teams Global. Teams Global equips me with the tools that I need to be a great first-time leader at a price I can actually afford. With Teams Global, I can be the leader that my team needs me to be. Teams Global has a special gift for you, the listeners of the Building Teams podcast. Use the code podcast10. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T 10. When checking out for any Team's Global course for a 10% discount on your order, sign up for a course today.
2: You also, and I know that we've been kind of focused on the small businesses and we'll we'll return to them, but you also have some other programs at, at Helios in terms of supporting, you know, strategic planning and and other services for nonprofits and those sorts of things. Maybe you could just tell our audience a little bit about the other types of uh, support within the community and within your, you know, kind of this family that you're building. The The true scope of it is is pretty big. So I think they'd be, they'd be interested to hear more about it.
3: Yeah, and continually growing. We uh, our our big programs, of course, working (laughs) with the the for-profit businesses. We are also working with nonprofits. So we have a a group, a program called the Unity Fellows. Uh, And uh, my really good friend, Julie Wells, is the primary instructor for that, the person who created the program. Uh, I was really pleased to be able to bring it under Helios. And that does a lot of the same work that our general program does, our launch program does, as we call it but specifically for nonprofits. So helping nonprofit leaders, helping them navigate, making sure that they should be a nonprofit, things like that. Um, And that's really important for us too. I think the other, and then of course, we have access to various services. So we have been working to make sure that our clients have affordable legal help when they need it and accounting and uh, marketing services, things like that we're walking this really fine line between finding affordable legal for example and perpetuating this idea that our small businesses are needing charity Uh, they need a leg up but we don't want to find like oh this company is just going to do free legal for you for the next five years our goal is to make the small business partners that we have actually be self-sustainable and that means paying for services sometimes, but it also means paying for accessible services, not having to pay exorbitant fees for someone who will do just a, a little bit of work for them. And then lastly, I think our, our big thing is helping businesses find capital. And we are doing that through a number of ways, one of which is just really getting started. And, and we're trying to work to put together a community lending network. And we'll talk a little bit more about that hopefully in the weeks to come but we really have also partnered with kiva people who don't know what kiva is it's a um, crowd-sourced loans with no interest originally they were uh, international they didn't really operate in the us but we've had quite a few clients who have been able to get a a kiva loan for i think as high as ten thousand dollars and the thing that's incredibly exciting about it this is supposedly a group that is uh, high risk. They don't have collateral. They're not going to be able to get a $10,000 business loan from a bank. And yet they pay back these loans. And I believe Kiva has a 99% uh, repayment rate. And so we're really finding that betting on our community of entrepreneurs is is absolutely worth it. So those are some of the uh, additional services that we are providing, and we're looking to expand. One of the things that we realized with Helios is that our goal is to get business owners to a fair living wage, and that's great. Admittedly, we were wrong when we thought that when we get you to fair living wage, you are good. You can now get bank loans like you need. You can get assistance. You can start hiring people like We've given you a great deal of momentum, and you're ready to go. That is that is not true, and so we're starting to expand to help people move further and and faster through that uh, through that target.
2: That's great. I um one I love a good teaser, so we'll all be uh, anxiously waiting to hear more about uh, the developments of that program, and and two, love that you're talking about. You know what um how I'm familiar with Kiva is uh, a lot of volunteer work. Um, with I know you're also a fellow Rotarian. Um uh-huh. I've volunteered with Rotary on a lot of different microcredit kind of initiatives and and microcredit is and while while I think sometimes it's underestimated in terms of the size of the loan it can really be a transformational step for a lot of smaller businesses as they're getting off the ground and to your point the repayment uh rates tend to be you know quite impressive in terms of uh, obviously you want to make sure that you're working with a a reliable organization but it's a great way that I've seen kind of economic and community development around the world be spurred on. So really looking forward to hearing more, more about those developments.
3: Yeah. 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 What I will tell you a little bit about it is is it's exactly that is one of the issues, right? It's again, Kiva has been a great partner. We're not trying to abandon them by any means, but it is one, uh, having local partners would be a lot better for a lot of our entrepreneurs and two, Not every entrepreneur, as you're saying, not every entrepreneur needs twenty five thousand dollars. Sometimes they literally need five hundred dollars, and no bank's giving anyone five hundred dollars. And most entrepreneurs would say, "Oh, that's what friends and family money is about." And I am here to tell you that if uh, all of my family came to visit me and all of them were in a terrible plane accident, I'm not hoping any of my family is a a plane crash. uh, I get left with maybe a thousand dollars, right? So There's not, uh, there's so many entrepreneurs who do not have the friends and family avenue. And so if you need $500 and you can't get $500, then your business is done. And that's also heartbreaking. We had a story about a guy, the reason that this started is because he was a fence builder and he got a a life-changing contract in RTP uh, to hire a crew and put a fence around uh, an organization out there and he needed and this is where the $500 came from he needed a little over $500 to buy the supplies up front and he just couldn't get it and he ended up having to let this contract go and was shortly out of business after that and it was just so it was it's absolutely heartbreaking so we want to eliminate things like that it's such a small barrier to most people but to some entrepreneurs that's insurmountable
2: well, I think it's also why Helios is so valuable to obviously our local community, but the, the model would be so beneficial to a lot of communities in terms of, to your point, I think it's overlooked often, right? And and it's filling a very valuable need in terms of making sure everybody has access to the resources that they would need to start a business. And, and it doesn't always have to be these big venture capital kind of investments. Not that that's obviously those are valuable for what they do as well in terms of you know larger scale high growth businesses but creating a model where you know small businesses necessity driven entrepreneurs also have access to resources is super important in terms of you know just kind of building again that foundation for our communities in terms of the the small businesses tend to be the fabric of of what we consider our community they're the people that we see every day we're interacting they're our friends they're our family and to your point, we, we might not be able to always loan each other all of the money that we would need for these endeavors, but we do want to see them be successful. And so I think yep. Helios is a great organization that helps, helps small businesses take that next step. So,
3: Awesome. Thank you.
2: I, uh, one of the things I wanted to chat with you, because I, I think Helios does this well, and, and I, I'm saying this from, from not an internal, but obviously an external perspective, um, it seems like you have very good focus and a strong focus on your internal teams and and on your mentors so when i'm thinking about your team i'm thinking about it in the broader stakeholders as well and you know my my interactions with you know other folks who have been involved with helios is everybody speaks so highly of it and the common theme is there's so many resources whether you're a mentor and that means training or your staff and that means training and, and events and obviously this year they have, they've been kind of virtual but there is that sense that we're all that we're all connected and there's a lot of resources for not only the businesses to be successful but also your broader team. So maybe you could just share with our listeners a little bit about how you invest in your team and and what you find important in terms of being able to empower them to then help these businesses grow.
3: Yeah, that's a great question and one that I've actually fought for from the beginning. Um, You know, it's sort of a cliche, but it is a true one. You want to surround yourself by people that are smarter than you. Uh, If you're the smartest person in the room, making a terrible mistake. And I am not Uh, it is. I've got great staff. I bring in amazing coaches. My board of directors is absolutely amazing even if they're not listening, right? Uh, I, I brag about <laughs> them a lot. And so for me, I, I think it's really important. The other thing that I learned a long time ago that is easier said than done is that any leader's job is to make the people that uh, work for them to make their job easier. And so it is my role to you know figure out what all of the coaches need and make sure that they can do that. Like that's what my whole job is. And sometimes, you know, we get in the weeds. Helios is uh, as great as we're doing. We're still a small organization and and our growth has been almost to the point of explosive just in the last few years, of course. But And so before that, it was a very much a one-person operation. Um, I had a board of directors and they were great and they helped our growth tremendously. The coaches were uh, just a few of them, and but I made sure I brought in really good coaches who cared about the people that they were serving more than they cared about the work itself it is great to bring in a coach that loves coaching but i would prefer to bring in a coach that cares about the group of people that they are coaching and i've been really fortunate to be able to do that and i get to be selective and i think one of the things that has helped with that is having been an entrepreneur before Uh, And having been an entrepreneur with a business that eventually was uh, able to support itself. So sort of a a quick story. I started a pet sitting company and I remember the first time I got to tell a client, no, you know, when you're small, you do anything that you can't, oh, they'll pay you, you'll do it. I had a client who I thought was treating their pets unfairly. uh, And so they were going on a a long vacation and had all these rules for what they wanted uh, for their cats. And it just seemed inhumane to me. And I was able to say, yeah, we're we're not going to be a part of this. We're not doing this. And I felt great about it. And so now we can bring in people and better yet, not bring in people that don't fit with our goals and our values and who seem like they're not going to be able to help. We had gotten a few complaints about a couple of coaches when we first started. And we don't work with those coaches. We listen to the why. And it's small things. Uh, So it wasn't like, oh, this coach is so abusive or, you know, nothing like that. But our clientele are generally not people who have boats, right? So if you start talking about your lake house in the middle of meetings and that's, not appropriate for our clientele. We're don't. We don't, we're not here to listen to you brag about how well your business did. You're supposed to be helping them with their business. And so um, we've just made sure that all of the people that are involved with the organization believe in the mission, um, believe in the values that we have and are good at what they do. And so we've been really fortunate to find those people.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I I actually smiled when you said that um your your board and all of the kind of folks that are involved with the organization are all really tremendous because I will randomly meet somebody and then through conversation realize that they're involved with Helios or I'll see a post on their LinkedIn saying they're, you know, a board member of Helios and it always strikes me I'm like that person is really good at what they do and they're really impressive. And so it it feels like you all have done a very good job of, of surrounding yourself with experts in, in their field, but also people who are very mission driven. And so, so that, I think that is a, a really great way to sort of show that you have this shared purpose. And and we often talk about having a shared purpose is what's valuable for the team, um, to be able to achieve its, its goals and its mission. But even even greater than that, I think, is what you were getting to in the second part, which is being client focused. I've been really impressed with the constant orientation uh, towards the clients and what's important for the clients. And and maybe you can you can speak a little bit about how you create uh, that customer centric or client centric focus within the organization, because I, I think you do it really well. And And a lot of organizations, whether they're nonprofits or companies can really benefit by putting their customers first and making sure whether it's a product or a service uh is valuable for their customers and so I would love to hear how you and your team you know reinforce that always with all the different stakeholders that are involved with Helios.
3: Yeah, it's 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 easy on one hand and not on the other. it's not an answer at all. It's a terrible answer. Um, I, really the thing is all about listening and so Uh, The good side of having been such a small organization is that I was putting the regulations in place and I was doing the coaching and I was also doing the training part of the program. And so I was constantly in front of the clients and hearing things that were working and not working. And that was really important to me. And so I think one of the reasons that we hopefully haven't strayed at all from the things that the clients find are important is because uh, we we listen to them. We send out a yearly survey to all of our, our clients. We, uh, When they start the class, so we started a cohort actually today, they got a survey asking about where their business is and what they're looking forward to in the program. Once their 10 weeks is done, they get another survey about where they are in business and what we can do better in the 10 week class. And then after their year is done, they get another survey, checking to see how they are in their business, how confident they are, and also what can we do better or what should we be sure not to stop doing, uh, you know, over the last year. So that's one of the ways that we continually listen to the participants in the program. The other part is that we have clients who are one, uh coaches many of our our coaches were clients at one point, and that's really exciting, uh, but we also have previous clients on our board of directors, and so they are there to be able to tell us, Ugh, oh, don't that would not have been helpful for me when I went through the program or to say this is something that would have been really good if this had happened, and we listen they are not junior board members they're not uh, they don't have any special title they're full-on board members they make the decisions they vote on everything and uh, we always said that that was important and so we will always have board members who were clients one of these days it'd be cool to have them all have been clients but you know we'll we'll see how that goes
2: i think it'd be i think it'd be really fantastic um and and you might do this and then if you do then you can you can tell me but to kind of have a. Kind of reunion of sorts obviously right now it's uh you know limited capabilities to get together in person but the breadth of uh companies and impressive organizations that are part of helios is it's just uh i guess impressive is the right word to use it, there's so many different types of businesses that uh, these entrepreneurs are starting and you know there's there's so many of them that are so successful and and really growing year over year. And um, I think if you can kind of share maybe some, I know you try to kind of respect everybody's privacy in terms of their individual businesses, but maybe you could share some of the kind of aggregate results of the Helios program and and some of the success stories in terms of the businesses that are growing through this Helios program.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's a few businesses that we can talk about, but I think one of the things that we're most proud of, and we have to double check our numbers including from the last couple of cohorts. But right now, uh, Helios believes in a fail fast, fail often sort of uh, thing. And so we want to get people off of a failing business as quickly as we can. And so for us, our success rate of 91%, which we're really, we're incredibly proud of. And that's made up of two numbers, uh, 64% of all of our clients who start the first day of that one-year fellowship, finish the year earning and paying a fair living wage. And that is incredibly exciting. 27% of them are folks that find that there's a big hole in their business. They're not at a place to start doing it, uh, what have you. And they intentionally shut down their business or pivot their business to something else. Uh, And many of those still go on to earn a fair living wage, just not within the first year. And so we are incredibly excited with uh, that rate. And it's well above, right? Let's be honest. If we got our success rate to 70%, I still go to sleep really well. Um, But, you know, I'll take 91%. That's... I, I think it's a, I think it's I
2: think it's really impressive and I think you're right which is the fail fast model so many of us have uh who have started our own businesses have you know written the proverbial business plan and uh, I'm not sure any one of us could count the number of times we've pivoted so to speak so yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: I think it's yeah, it's a, it's a reality <laughs> and I think it's more important for people who are not uh, at a place where that risk is something they can afford right when we right. first started the organization there was almost this desire to not I I was worried about leading an entrepreneur so I might be able to tell oh this business doesn't seem like a great idea it is then it was then and it still is my goal to not tell anyone that their business is not going to work but what I do want to make sure we do is give them as much information and as many pivot points as possible so uh, for example in our third session we have talked about what problem they're solving uh, who their clients are and made them kind of go out and find a list of their competitors Uh, that's their first pivot point right we will say to them look if the problem you're solving doesn't seem like it's important for a lot of people and you know you have a bunch of competitors out there and you're not sure who your clients are or there's not many of them consider maybe changing your business model or changing your business altogether. And we get a lot of people that sort of go, oh, yeah, this seems like maybe it's a terrible idea. Or I just started doing this because a friend of mine did it. And I thought there'd be a lot of money in it. And they start to shift a little bit. So yeah, I think it's incredibly important that they not keep working at a business that isn't going to last. We've also had someone who came to us way too late it's heartbreaking i won't share any of his details just know that he had a business that was on its own a fairly terrible idea Um, but worse he had invested so much money that he did not have and about two years of his life in that any one of us any of the coaches any of the probably most of the clients in helios if we had gotten to him within a couple of months Been able to say oh no no this is there's mistakes here Um, but instead he had used part of his mortgage and had paid you know so much money was in terrible debt over this thing uh, that just dragged on for a very long time so we would prefer to see people put themselves out there really hard see if something is going to work do some tests and if those tests don't work then Part of our success rate is shutting that thing down or pivoting it to something else so that the entrepreneur can move to something else. Because there's little, little for me at least, more heartbreaking than watching someone lose that entrepreneurial spark because they just were in one terrible business for too long. And now they'll never do it again. And yeah, that's heartbreaking.
2: No, and it's such an important, you know, lesson of entrepreneurship is to to make those learnings early, right? That research really helps you understand, is this, could this be successful, right? There's no guarantees in anything. But uh, I imagine that the clients are learning a lot up front, uh, similar to the way that you would be doing that to your previous point in, in business school, right? With kind of a capstone project where you map out customer needs and customer values. and But to your point, with so much on the line, it, it's a valuable experience to be able to do that early and, and kind of pivot if needed. So uh, it's yeah, it's a great absolutely. model and a great way to kind of measure success in terms of what's the true mission of the organization. So um, I, I realize that we are uh, taking lots of your time up today, Gerard, but uh, would love to hear uh, a little bit before we wrap up around, I know you mentioned that there's a new class starting. So maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about the new class. And if they're interested in being a part of a cohort, how would they do that? and if they're interested in mentoring or, or coaching or being a part of the Helios family in one way or another, maybe you could just give us an overview of, of how folks potentially could get involved.
3: Absolutely. Uh, first, easiest thing, go to the website. We're at uh, www.heliusnc, that's h-e-l-i-u-s-n-c.org. We are really excited. We were doing two cohorts a year. We're doing four cohorts a year now, including one that is specialized in uh, for nonprofits. So that Unity Fellows uh, cohort is, is going to be starting here soon as well. So if you're interested, if you're the we only have three real requirements for being a student and participant of the program. Uh, one, we are looking for folks that have an existing business. But it does not have to be registered. Uh, You know, you just have to be doing the work. Uh, We recognize that not everyone is an LLC yet. No no one's an S Corp, right? We don't care about that. If you are a baker and you have sold a couple of cakes, you qualify. Um, And uh, again, that business doesn't have to be legal, but point two, it has to be legalizable. So if you sell something and can't tell me where it comes from, I can't help you. Uh, And then three, you do have to be working in that business at least a little bit. And one of the reasons for that is because we have found that, you know, uh, someone, uh, one of our mentors said it would be like going to a class and learning how to put a car together by hand, but not actually doing it. When you get around to doing it, you're not going to remember any of those lessons. And so we found that we can work someone through uh, all of the steps in their business while they're doing it is much better. We do have a program uh, for folks that we will be doing once and maybe twice a year that is uh, based on the Ice House training program that is for ideation. So people who want to start a business but aren't quite sure what to do, we will help them as well. It's just a separate class. If you want to become a, a mentor or a coach, go to the website. You do not need to be someone who, in fact, you don't even have to be an entrepreneur. A lot of our best coaches are not entrepreneurs. Uh, they have great connections. They, they care about the clients that we're working with. It's not the point that you can answer all of the questions that our clients have. In fact, I don't think I want that as one of our coaches at all, right? It is, it is about the family. And so our coaches just have to be able to listen Uh, to to get to understand what it is our clients need and then hook them up with the resources that they need. So uh, anyone who is interested in that, please reach out. And then, of course, uh, you can reach out directly to me. I'm at Gerard at uh, HeliosNC.org. That's G-E-R-A-U-D at HeliosNC.org. If you're interested in learning more about the program or wanting to do some coaching or talk a little bit about the lending network that we'll have coming out.
2: Awesome. And we will put all of those links in our show notes uh, as well, Gerard. So that way it's easy for folks to, to access those on an ongoing basis. Um, so if you've been trying to take notes on what all of the email addresses and websites are, uh, rest assured, you can visit the show notes of this episode and, and look those all up. We can't thank you enough for joining us today. This has been really fun for me, just personally getting to a chance to chat and connect. Um, but also, I think as we celebrate small businesses and as we, you know, teams and co, our, our mission is to help organizations grow. And it's always wonderful to connect with like minded organizations that are out there trying to support businesses, help entrepreneurs get to the next step and and hear how that's going, you know, all around uh, all around the state and all around the country. So so thank you for joining us.
3: Oh no! This has been great. I'm looking forward to when we can sit in person again. It's it's coming. It's coming slower than I would like, but it's coming.
2: Me too. We will. Uh, we will definitely uh, keep our fingers crossed for that. So awesome for everybody who's listening. Uh, appreciate you joining us today, and look forward to seeing you uh, for our next episode.
1: You've been listening to Building Teams with Teams and Co. To learn more about the latest thinking on how to empower your team to deliver exceptional results or to book a consultation, please visit us at teamsandco.com or follow us at LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook.